0: The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech Podcast feed. The man of tomorrow is here for (laughs) something... I, you know, I, I've been going back and forth on. Wait, do I actually want to do this? <laughs> do I really want to re-release this? I have to admit. I mean, even in in the the Discord server, I was for Sovereign Tech. I was saying, it's like, guys, I I, I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> I don't know if I could let this out. Of course, what you're about to hear, because I'm going to do it anyway, <laughs> is uh, well, this falls under the the title of a Sovereign Rewind. And I explained some of this in the recent update um, in the Sovereign Tech feed, which uh, the, the episode was titled The World Needs a Villain. It was a sovereign short. If you haven't listened to that, please do right now. Um, it's not long, it, but it, just a lot of important stuff in there. But as I explained in that throughout the month of December. So I, we switched over to uh, and it's really been a great experience. Um, the, the, the team at anchor.fm has been I mean just phenomenal. Uh but we switched over from Podbean to Anchor. Now, when it switched over when when we did the transition, okay? And when and and the transfer and all of that. You again, you didn't have to do anything. You don't have to update your feed, you don't have to do a single thing. All that is happening automatically. But there were Podbean only allows for and this I already mentioned you know, in, in the, the world needs a villain episode, but Podbean only allows for 999 episodes to be forward facing, uh, or, you know, to be accessible at any given moment, even if you've stored well over a thousand episodes, which I have. So because of that, um, we need to, the very, basically they, they went from latest and, you know, to back, they went from Z to a, <laughs> okay. So the first you know, 20 some odd episodes of Sovereign Tech and some specials are not in the uh, anchor.fm version of the Sovereign Tech feed. So they need to get there. And in fact, they're not just in that feed, they're not in any feed because, again, Podbean was burying them effectively. So I am re releasing throughout the month of December. I am re releasing the, you know, again, for first 20 some odd releases um, of Sovereign Tech. And it's somewhat apropos because we're almost at the, the episode you're about to hear is the literal pilot episode of Sovereign Tech. Now legend has it that there is actually an episode zero of Sovereign Tech that never got released. Um, will that be released as part of this whole deal? Maybe, (laughs) maybe, um, but boy, if, if I thought that, <laughs> that my first episode was rough and even in the show notes, even in the show notes, it says, I'm sorry if it's rough around the edges <laughs> and I'll keep all the original show notes, even if some of the links in it uh, uh, don't work. OK, um, but th- they'll all be there. But, you know, if, if I thought that 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 uh, the pilot episode of Sovereign Tech <laughs> was rough around the edges, episode zero is a whole other matter. But we'll see. We'll see what I decide. Anyway, with these Sovereign Rewinds that are coming out throughout December, oh, I was going to say, uh, the very first episode of Sovereign Tech went live on the internet on the day that the world ended, December 21st, 2012. So we're looking at, you know, basically nine years later, here we are. Um, I, I, I implore you, to, <laughs> I pray that you, I pray you... <laughs> Not you know the British use of prey, not like you know me on my knees or anything with my my hands folded um please be kind <laughs> to me. <laughs> I was a much younger man <laughs> at the time, barely thirty and <laughs> um yeah i I was still a bit of a Google fanboy. You'll probably hear that you know i I've brought this up a lot the you know how over you know, basically the decade of, of Sovereign Tech, how, uh, yeah, I've had, you know, what I call mind shifts. I've had some changes of heart. Um, you know, there were dramatic changes that occurred with Sovereign Tech, uh, especially after the Snowden revelations in, you know, in, in 2013. So there's a good chance that you'll hear me say some really stupid shit, <laughs> As much as I like to think that every episode of Sovereign Tech is is evergreen. And ultimately it is um, because there's still important info getting out there. Um, In fact, I think I even do like a reading of the Hacker Manifesto in this. Um, Again, you'll you'll hear me say some stupid shit. I'll probably call myself some things that I would not call myself now. And also my presentation style was was yet to flourish. Right. Like (laughs) I was still figuring out what's my audience what, you know, like, like what, what's the, what's the intensity level? What's the presentation style, you know, that I, that I want to come at, uh, uh, this with, these were all things that I was figuring out, you know, fairly early on. Um, I've said many times that my, I felt like my presentation, my presentation style as you know, it now really didn't kick, really didn't hit until like episode 46, somewhere around there. There was an episode where I started yelling, about, you know, and again, remember this is years ago, you know, we're talking like, you know, eight, nine years ago. Okay. Um, but I started yelling about a new refrigerator that could tell you how many eggs were in it, you know, and it, and it sent it to your smartphone. And I, and I just, I flipped and people loved it. (laughs) You know, So it took, you know, it takes a while for you to find your footing with, with podcasting and that's okay. And it took me, you know, it took me a good, a couple of years at least. Uh, I think so, you know, pardon that, that it, I, you will not hear me come at this with the, I think the intensity that you are perhaps used to, um, again, you know, I, I was a little green. I mean, I was fortunate. So not long before this, um, I, I had actually, I had appeared on other podcasts and I had also become a co-host on free talk live. So And what's fortunate about that is, you know, I had a, a ready made audience to, to market my show to, um, you know, I, have brought this up and I don't think these numbers have ever really changed over the years, but I've brought this up before, you know, the average podcast, okay. Uh, does not have a hundred listeners. The average podcast does not go longer than seven episodes. Okay. Um, so, you know, if you are a podcaster, pay attention to those numbers. And are you above average? Frankly, I think if you can get past the first seven episodes, you probably, you, you know, you'll end up besting the other averages as well. Uh, but I, I had way more than a hundred listeners, you know, um, in, in my first going and, but that was partly due to free talk live, uh, sovereign tech sponsor, by the way, uh, as well as, you know, appearing on other podcasts and everything else. So, so I, I had a good start, I had a great start because another thing that I now I would do this in the first 20 episodes. There were times where I would bring guests on, but I made it clear from episode one that that would not be the norm. Um, But you'll hear as, as we do more sovereign rewinds, again, you're going to get like the first 20 episodes here. As we do more sovereign rewinds, you will hear, uh, or you'll, there will be other guests that come on, but keep in mind that again, for all of us, This was some odd, you know, almost 10 years ago. Those people have gone through, you know, changes of mind and heart as well. Okay, so, you know, again, this content is evergreen, but at the same time, don't expect. In fact, I can say that some of the people that that are on as guests have wildly different views um, than when they appeared on my show. So you know, keep these in perspective, keep them in the time capsule that they belong to, and maybe they should have stayed in. But, (laughs) but, but we're going to, we're going to have them out there. Um, I also plan on, so the Patreon, like the Patreon feed, which, you know, we're, we're back on Patreon, had a lot of new people sign up, discord servers, white hot, exclusive episodes coming out on that, but more exclusives will be um, I'll be doing a lot more Sovereign Rewinds for the Patreon feed because I didn't start on Patreon until I think 2016. And even then I didn't start doing exclusive episodes until like 2017. So there's a few years of Sovereign Tech that actually aren't in the uh, the Patreon feed that you get when you become a patron. And I want all of those to be there. So those might show up as well as extras, all as Sovereign Rewinds, but as extras um, in the Patreon feed. And again, we're going to do more than just Sovereign Tech episodes because there's episodes that I have that I had been in over the years from other podcasts that I never released in in my feed. And I want to make sure that they're out there for history's uh, sake. You know, I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to go so far as because, again, I was on Free Talk Live for, uh, I guess, a little over two years. Um, it'd be fun to re-release those at some point. Maybe, you know, when 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 I when schedule permitting, uh, I would make those available because that was a great time doing Sunday nights. You know, it, it really was. Um, but for now, you've got the or you'll be getting throughout December 2021, the first 20 episodes uh, of Sovereign Tech. Uh, or first twenty or so, and and that includes some specials that including the Bitcoin special, which I I think I got a couple things wrong. But again, at the time, you know, very few people were even talking about Bitcoin. Um, ironically, it was like one of my most popular episodes ever. But you know, it was it was very early in cryptocurrency's history overall. And for that one, I'll probably do a custom intro as well. That's something else is that I don't know that I'll be doing a custom intro for every Sovereign Rewind uh, that I put out throughout December. But certainly the pilot episode uh, deserves one. And really, there you have it. Without further ado, let's go to a significantly younger Golden Stallion. (laughs) Significantly younger. Uh, Actually, I wasn't Dr. Brian Sovereign at this point yet. That wouldn't be for... Oh, about three years later, um, that I would have that. But a much younger Brian Sovereign, the pilot episode of Sovereign Tech. i'll let I'll let this one ride itself out, and I'll see all of you woo, on the other side, hopefully.
1: Ready for your weekly tech fix? Want to know how technology sets us free? Well, get ready because here it comes. You're listening to Sovereign Tech with your host, entrepreneur and technophile Brian Sovereign. He's got a huge brain.
0: And now, here's Brian. Hello, 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 and welcome to the very first episode of Sovereign Tech very exciting for me i am your host as stephanie just said that you just heard that voice uh, brian sovereign uh, this is a stephanie murphy production and you'll see she had quite a bit uh she was very much involved in uh, in getting this show going um and i can't thank her enough um but anyway the show is sovereign tech so it's me mr sovereign and that's s-o-v-r-y-n just in case you uh, you haven't caught the spelling, though you should have since you're downloading the podcast, but that's okay. Um, so what's this show about? What is Sovereign Tech? And Sovereign Tech, quite frankly, is just, it's a show about science, technology, you know, all the things that make modern life so great and how all of that can set us free, maybe from the things in modern life that aren't so great, um, like government or uh, you know, personal oppression that you get from who knows where that that's really up to you. And, you know, I just, I I find, I found it to be something lacking. Sometimes some of the, some shows out there, uh, you know, that had a certain, certain bent, a certain perspective with say, say freedom in mind and things like that. You know, they would talk, they would talk about these, these kind of, these kind of topics here and there. Um, or, you would get, uh, the opposite end of the spectrum where there's plenty of tech shows out there, tons of tech shows, no doubt about it. And so many of them are so great. I, I listen to them and watch them often. Um, but you're not getting the bent on, okay, you know, how, what can this, how can this set me free? I mean, you learn about wonderful things you can do, the latest gadgets and all this stuff, and you're certainly going to get a lot of that here, but you're maybe not, not getting the exact, uh, uh, ideological bent that you want on it. And that's what I want to deliver is, you know, how does this really, um, you know, show, show us how the world can be, uh, and things like that. You know, so I, so again, I thought it was something that, that the, the world just really doesn't have. And that's kind of missing. Um, I can come right out and say that I am an anarchist. Um, Some people, you know, if you want to go as to to which way that is, there's a lot of different flavors to anarchists. You could say I'm an individualist anarchist. You could say I'm an uh, anarcho-capitalist. I'm an anarcho-feminist. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And that's a topic that the tech world doesn't talk about enough uh, because women are really, really held down in this this business, in this industry. Um, So that's something that we'll talk about a bit as well here and there. Uh, it's a show that has a lot of structure. Okay. And so you, you will have different sections. Obviously, if you, in the future, you end up liking certain sections more than the other, you can skip to those. Um, and, but let's just break right into it. Okay. That that's a bit of an introduction. You can find about more about me at my website, which is at sovereigntech.tumblr.com. Uh, that's S O V R Y N tech.tumblr. That's T U M B L R. Um, Tumblr is just a, a great hosting site has excellent, excellent creative commons options. Uh, and that's part of what, you know, made me decide to, uh, to, to host, uh, host the show there, or at least to host the, the, some of the content of the show, the actual hosting of the show will be done on SoundCloud. Um, which, which is just a, just a great service. And, and I, I can't thank them enough. Um, well, let's get into the story. Uh, and if uh, if we have time, we'll, we'll do a little more introduction into some things. Probably each section for this first episode, we're going to do some degree of introduction as to what it is uh, as we go along. So let's jump right in. And the story of the week doesn't always mean there'll just be one. But in this case, we've got one story of the week that we're going to go over the big one. Uh, this comes from all things D, which is Walt Mossberg's outfit. Of course, anybody interested in the tech field has tons of respect for Walt Mossberg, really a guy that has kind of been covering, uh, the tech world since the beginning, or at least since the beginning of the consumer end of the tech world. Um, and that's what most people really consider, you know, I mean, not, you know, everybody's like, well, yeah, computers didn't really get big until the nineties or something like that. Say with the advent of the internet or whatever. Um, But, you know, I mean, computers have been around since the fifties, granted they were the size of Walmart's, but they've been around that long. Uh, you know, and, and maybe sometime we'll talk about that stuff too. Anyway, let's get to it from all things D written by Mike Isaac, uh, excellent journalist and the main title, Facebook, Google and others rally against sweeping claims in financial patent case. Okay. I don't like that title so much, but that's all right. What's happening here is, is that Google, Facebook, uh, you know, everybody and and, and a a whole bunch of other sites there and tech firms and whatever are going to the courts. They're going to the Supreme Court, state courts, and they're saying, okay, these absurdly vague patents that exist have to go. Um, they, I mean, because what's happening with these companies, if you've been paying attention to the news, this isn't even tech news. This kind of news has reached, uh, really a critical mass in the mainstream media in general. And, you know, with Samsung suing Sony, or I mean, uh, Samsung suing, suing uh, uh, Apple, um, the previous happened a long time ago. And, you know, there was even a point where the galaxy Nexus which is was Google's flagship phone up until the Nexus 4 that just came out, um, was actually banned for sale in the United States. I happen to have one. That's part of the reason I wanted that particular phone was because it was banned. I mean, that's cool. Uh, it's not cool that it got banned, but it's cool to have something that's banned. It's like owning lawn darts. Yeah, lawn, lawn darts are banned. You, you can't own those, and they sell for a few hundred bucks a piece on eBay. If you can even get him into this country, uh, if you don't know what a lawn darn is, hit Wikipedia and you can learn all about the ridiculousness that went around that case. Anyway, um, the brief summary of Mike Isaac's, uh, write-up, uh, fantastic write-up at all things D is, uh, this issue quote unquote, this issue is critically important in high context, talking about the absurd broad patents. Many computer-related patent claims just describe an abstract idea at a high level of generality and say to perform it on a computer or over the internet. Such barebones claims grant exclusive rights over the abstract idea itself with no limit on how the idea is implemented. Granted patent protection for such claims would impair, not promote, innovation by conferring exclusive rights on those who have not meaningfully innovated and thereby penalizing those that do later innovate by blocking or taxing their applications of the abstract idea. Okay. So even briefer than that, they're saying patents are holding up innovation. They're holding up technological innovation. Patents are doing that. Wait a minute. I thought patents protected innovation. No, not so. Okay. Uh, that is the popular term. That is why now patents aren't new. Okay. Let's get this straight. The patent says the patent is, is that you, you have, uh, you know, you are protected by law from someone else making something similar to what you made or designed. Okay. Uh, the patents have been around since 500 BC. Okay. Uh, the Greeks had patents and the patent system, the modern patent system that we're aware of, I mean, obviously the Greeks did things a lot differently, but, uh, maybe sometimes better, but the, the modern patent system, uh, started in, in Britain, you know, around like 15th century, something like that. Uh, the patent system has always been a part of American society in the United States. Uh, it was, it's right there. I, it's an article one, I think article one, section eight, it's right there. And th- that, there was an improved, uh, patent act a little later on that kind of like honed things down. But here's the funny thing about the patent system. Okay. And if you want to talk about stifling innovation, the classic case to bring up is the Wright brothers who now we know who the Wright brothers are. The Wright brothers invented flight it was in 1903, something like that. And they, they patented pretty much the, the, uh, the aileron, which is that that piece of the wing that flaps okay and they said okay you can't use a plane that doesn't have a flap now here's okay now if whether or not you've flown you've probably seen a jet in your life the big you know the modern jets the big 747s whatever and it has that flappy piece it's not wooden anymore that's fine but the point was it's still an aileron okay and that piece is what got patented. So even today's fanciest, most expensive, most impressive, best planes in the world still use this type of, t- type of flight. Now, if the Wright brothers were the only ones that could, that could make those, uh, there'd be a bit of a, I mean, this would run into an issue. Why would this run into an issue? Okay. What happened is, is in 1908, uh, there was, that's when this whole battle really started. Uh, another company run by Glenn Curtis wanted to start making airplanes. They went ahead and did it anyway. And, So it ended up in this years, decade-long legal battle, okay, which ran into World War I. And when World War I came around, America was, now not that I'm I'm for war machines of any kind, but because the patent system, because like Curtis and the Wright, the Curtis, Glenn Curtis and the Wright brothers were arguing back and forth, the patent system kept anybody from actually developing anything new. And so when World War I gets around and America goes over to Europe you know, the Germans are dropping all, you know, all these, these far out, uh, new weaponry, you know, through, through their, from their airplanes. Uh, the Brits are doing these amazing things with, with airplanes. Now the Wright brothers even were still, uh, they were still having legal battles with other companies across the world. They, they went to France and argued with them. Um, uh, and so what happened was, is that people couldn't defend themselves against the, you know, the, the, the bad guys in in that case. I mean, world war one's a joke to begin with serious in the fact of how many people died, but a joke in it, in its existence and execution. Um, but so the United States government freaks out. We're so far behind on planes and the United States government couldn't even make, get planes made, uh, because you know, it was all up to the Wright brothers, the Wright brothers, you know, called the shots because they held the patent on it. And so what did the United States government do? They came out with this, with what they call a patent pool. And it's something that they do a lot now where they say, okay, well, everybody's going to have to just pay in to this patent, but you guys, you know, all these, all you different companies can make something. Okay. A modern example would be that if there was a patent pool for smartphones, okay, what would happen is, is that Apple, um, Samsung, HTC, uh, Nokia, they would all pay in to whoever developed the first smartphone, which would have been Palm probably. And then I don't know if, you know, how many people have used like, like the original Poms, like the Z1s or, or the T300s or whatever they had. But I mean, these phones were, while they were cool at the time, they were kind of strange. Okay. So, so if Palm was held the patent of smartphones, we'd still be using these ridiculous in comparison to today's phones, these ridiculous Poms. Palm Trio or, you know, uh, any of the things that they came up with. And so the government makes the patent pool, like I said, and you get Nokia and all those guys and they pay into it and now they can all develop things. And now what would we have? Now we have the amazing iPhone. Now we have the amazing Androids. Um, now we have the amazing windows phone eight and boy, that is amazing. Uh, so you see, again, the government is admitting that The patent system, the idea of you holding on to a certain patent, uh, at a certain level anyway, again, the, the, like Google, Facebook and them are are complaining about the broad nature of them. Uh, and at that level, the government's admitting that, yeah, this is going to stifle society and really it stifles society. When you think about everything you can do with a smartphone today, um, if you didn't have that, I mean, I don't know what I'd do without mine. I actually recently tried, uh, working without a smartphone. I got a dumb phone. Uh, it was a rather nice dumb phone. It was a Samsung Intensity Three, and it did what it did pretty well. Like I could kind of play music on it, and and some websites worked, like Wikipedia, and and it had some Facebook abilities. But it was a dumb phone, and and when when I got the Galaxy Nexus, I mean, talk about night and day, uh, just amazing. So again, the patent system really holds things up, uh, and we'll be right back to to talk about more stuff, uh, more Google. Coming up, actually, in Tech Relay, this is Brian Sopper. Puke in the gang the podcast for grumpy young men brings you issues. We are
1: talking about raping babies.
0: I love Nazis. Peace Jesus. News. New York shuts down vibrator giveaway. Here's a fun story out of uh Spain. El Correo. No wait, that's a newspaper. Personal stories. I
1: kicked a windshield once because I was angry.
0: I just got annoyed and I wanted to die. I know all the words to get jiggy with it. I have a horribly tiny penis. Responsible journalism. I'm drinking all liquor. When we do this show, we're generally drunk. Pukeinthegang.com. And Kate
1: Tech Roulette.
0: You Want to play? Oh, I want to play. I'm back with you, Brian Sovereign. I definitely want to play. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Tech Roulette. What is Tech Roulette? Well, quite simply, Tech Roulette is the... You can submit stories to the email address for Sovereign Tech. That'd be SovereignTech at hush.ai. That's provided by hushmail.com, which is a great great website a uh, great webmail service that offers you fantastic encryption abilities um, obviously you know n- no email server is going to protect you you know from the prying eyes of the FBI or something because hushmail themselves have even come out and said hey you know if your government comes asking for us for you know emails or something we're going to give it to them but other than that your stuff's is protected 256 bit encryption the whole business okay uh, so Hushmail is a great thing. Um, I use it like so many things, like the Tumblr site, uh, like the Hush.ai email. That's SovereignTech at Hush.ai. Uh, I use these things because I want the name to be out there. I want these wonderful services, free services, and that's, that's true. Hushmail.com is free, uh, though there are premium services, uh, available as well that, you know, that I think are great, that I use, that offer a great, great, great opportunity for lots of people to do the, the everyday things that they want to do or to do the amazing creative things that they want to do, like a show like Sovereign Tech. Um so again the email is sovereigntech at hush.ai and you can email stories, uh, there that I will look at. And if it's something, you know, that, that, that definitely deserves some talking about, we'll, we'll talk about it on Sovereign Tech. Um, now when I say we, I want to get used to saying we, because I, I mean, by and large, show show's just going to be me, Brian Sovereign, but I'm going to have guests on now and again. Uh, and, and I think that's a good thing to do, um, this will not be let me get this out of the way too. this. There there will not be call. This isn't a live show and there won't be Collins. Um, and I don't see that happening for the foreseeable future. Um, so don't expect that. But you are totally available to get in touch with me. Uh, you know, at, at again, Sovereign Tech at Hush.ai, as well as at Sovereign And this is where what you'd want to talk about gets put in tech roulette i pretty much just pick what i pick whatever gets sent to me and you know roll the dice um, proverbially and that's what we'll end up with um obviously this is the first show so i haven't gotten in any email you know and i haven't gotten any message messages from uh from the tumblr account um so we're just going to run a story that i found i found to be very interesting uh full credit full credit for this has to go out to Um, Flaming Freedom, which is a great show on the network uh, LRN.FM. You can go to their website, LRN.FM, and you'll find out about Flaming Freedom there. But the hosts were talking about it because this was a big deal. Um, And the best source that I found for it, and probably the guy that pushed it out, was Mike Elgin. Uh, Mike Elgin runs a Google Plus page that is essentially his blog. Uh, He is what's known as a digital nomad. Um, I think he's in Kenya right now, but he's going, he's an American, but he's going, whatever that means, but he's going all over the world. um, And, you know, and just, just living a, you know, kind of a digital life showing that you can have a full fledged life, you know, because of the digital age and the freedom that that provides, which is what we talk about here on Sovereign Tech, um, you know, that's out there and he's out there showing that you can do it. And he he's a great guy, uh, just a just fantastic stuff. And so I think he brought this the to the bulk of the attention through some guys on Reddit. Um, but the answer to this, what I'm about to talk about, I got from uh, from Dale at Flaming Freedom. Um, and it's all about Google's Safe Search, okay. And what's happening is is that the Google Safe Search is it's going to be on by default. Now, what is Google Safe Search? Google Safe Search is you know, you go to Google Images. That's the most popular place for this. You go to Google Images and you type in Natalie Portman. Now, if you don't want naked pictures of Natalie Portman, I don't know why you wouldn't. But if you don't want pictures of nat- naked pictures of Natalie Portman, um, you would set your safe search to be a moderate or strict, uh, and then it w- Google would do their best to make sure that those pictures don't appear. Save for your kids, or if you're of some kind of uh, weird religious bent that you know you don't want to see that. Um, and so, so this this came out, and now everybody's freaking out because everybody because what it came out with a lot of the tech websites with and a lot of the tech shows is that oh Google's just making making a safe search, it's censorship, you know. And and I've even seen some some commentators who are usually pretty crass anyway, commentators like on specific web pages, especially I think don't have a whole lot of time, or right, right, the opposite, they have tons of time. So they don't just save, they don't just make their comments on Facebook or Google plus or Twitter. They make them on the specific site right under the article. I mean, you got it. In my opinion, you have to have a lot of time to do that on every stinking website. Uh, Anyway. So a lot of, a lot of these commentators, you know, are saying, Oh, this is censorship. This is censorship. All Google's doing is if you put in a one word search, like penis, it's going to come up as a safe search. Okay. Now, Why, you know, is oh that censorship. I, what if I want to see a penis and that's fine if you do. But the reason that they're doing that is just too much stuff comes up under one word. Their search algorithm is so amazing. And it really is that, I mean, your computer couldn't load all of that. Now they tried and, and here's the thing. Okay. They tried to do this. They tried to do this the opposite way. Uh, about two years ago. And what they did was, is they made pages for Google images. They made it so that you had to, you know, you you had to keep flipping through, go to the next page, go to the next page. That way that many pictures didn't show up. And people kind of complained, why can't I just have one big, you know, long strip of them, which is about what Google does now. And now that they have, you know, now that they have that, the problem is is that then you get people especially a lot of people that bought the netbooks or say on mobile phones um, even though most you know most smartphones have a full HTML browser to where they can see Google images in all its you know normal desktop or laptop glory um, it's just loading way too slow especially over you know a lot of the the connection speeds that people just don't have um, that Google is trying to solve if people would let them and so they, they turned it into where, okay, yeah, look, it just, if you put in one word, doesn't matter what the word is. It could be ice. It could be not that you're going to find anything. Well, I take that back. You might find some, uh, not safe for work things. If you type in ice, um, I I have no idea what those are, but you know, you could type in ice or you could type in penis, you know, you could type in vagina, you could type in cars and it's going to have safe search on. Okay and vagina and cars are not, uh, those are not related. Uh, but, um, but that, that's all they're, they're just, this is, this is, again, this is a this is not censorship. Okay. A lot of times you're going to find out, and this is something I want to talk about a lot in these shows is there's a history behind why, why a lot of these companies do this stuff and they are paying attention to their customers. Okay. And it's funny because, you know, people say, well, I can't call Google. No, you're right. You can't, you can't call. Well, actually you can, there is a phone number for Google. Um, I'm not going to give it out, but there is a phone, there is one specific phone number for Google. Um, but anyway, no, you can't really get in touch with Google. So how do they know what you want? They know because they're, they're, you know, their algorithm is watching your, your search choices. Uh, there's the new feature in, in Android, uh, in Android four one and above and jelly bean that's called Google now where it just bases upon your search. Okay. This is what you're interested in. And you know what? It's creepily good at that. I like it. I like it. Now I understand the privacy concerns on that. I understand the privacy concerns overall on how Google gets the information, um, you know, to what you really want. Okay. But again, this is all basis is not some company, you know, being a jerk. This is a company who sees what you want, who sees your usage statistics. They see you don't go past the first page or something like that. And they're adjusting accordingly. So not a crazy thing. There is not censorship going on here. Uh, Again, it's just a company doing what they think is best. Uh, Not to say that Google has a ton of great ideas, you know, or that they're always doing what's in your best, uh, you know, what's best for you by any means as a consumer but all the same they're doing what's right for you uh so we'll be right back uh with more we've got a lot more sections to go through uh this is brian sovereign and you're listening to sovereign tech you're listening to sovereign tech with me brian sovereign the man who always wears triple black sovereign tech is a show about science and technology and how it can set you free Remember, Sovereign Tech only endorses businesses and products that we genuinely believe in and support ourselves. If you have a product or website that you would like to have reviewed, you can email the show at SovereignTech at hush.ai. Please keep in mind that the reviews on Sovereign Tech pull no punches. Thanks for listening. Wow! Wow. It's a website of the week. That's right, it's Website of the Week, and we've got a shocker of a website this week. Of course, it's the first week, but yeah, it's a full-on shocker. It looks like... uh, um you know, looks like Live Long and Prosper, but minus one finger. It is a shocker. Um, and the website this week, you know, website of the week is all about, okay, what, you know, what's a website that's, like, really, you know, kind of new, maybe kind of, you know, new and hot, as they would say, um, or just something that I think is very useful. Uh, this site in particular may not be very useful, but it certainly is new and hot. And it was recently, this, uh, this actually, this company was bought by Justin Timberlake, that Justin Timberlake. And it's MySpace. This is the new MySpace. So I got a uh, pre-launch invite uh, a few days ago. And I was like, yeah, why not try it out? Now, full disclosure, I actually missed out on the original MySpace. Um, I was never really, there was a time in my life where I was kind of anti-social media. And I don't think I've ever really totally gotten over that. Um, But Anyway, I thought I'd give it a shot and 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 check it out. And it's really really well done, I've got to say. Uh, you know, they want you to set up your your page and you put a nice big picture on that. I'm sure a lot of my listeners will know a lot better than I do how this whole MySpace thing used to be. Um but you know, I have a big picture on there. Uh and then you get to choose like the theme song for the page. And this is where I was pretty impressed because I, you know, I mean, I listened I listen to some pretty eccentric music often enough and Uh, Not that this is eccentric. It was popular uh, 30 years ago. But I put on The Hellion by Judas Priest, and it had it no problem. And it played it, and it sounded great. You go to the page, and it starts playing the music. And if anybody knows what The Hellion is by Judas Priest, uh, it is an awesome thing to walk into. Or, you know, or to click into, I should say. Um, And so there's a bunch of, you know, there's, there's only like 140, I think, major artists on there right now. Um, not that there've ever been 140 good artists in music history anyway, but, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of the big names are there. Like I, I friended Brittany, I friended Kesha. Yes. I listened to those. Um, I friended Michael Jackson. Unfortunately, you know, he's, he's no longer with us. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I had some, uh, uh some people, uh, like a band exotype, they just had an EP come out uh called Emerge that I purchased and, and you know, they could they quote unquote connected with me. They don't call it friending uh or adding, they just call it connecting. Um so, but, but it's a really, really done, done web page. Uh, it has kind of a, a nice slide history. Uh, you know, it has a scroll bar, a horizontal scroll bar at the bottom that can roll across it has a player in the bottom right hand corner that can play all kinds of different things. Also the video selection, not just the songs, but the actual music video selection was pretty impressive. Um, the, the first video I, I played on it was, uh, was actually an official lyric video made by Motley Crue for the single they released, uh, earlier this year called sex, which is a great song. And of course the lyrics obviously for a song like sex are, uh, you know, fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, who doesn't like sex? And so I, I put that up and you can create, you know, your little playlists and, and you have your eight and which I guess that's kind of a classic MySpace thing is your eight, you know, who's in your top eight or whatever. Uh, that can, that kind of creates a, a forced social structure. I think that's why a lot of people went to Facebook uh, originally so but by and large this is pretty cool and, and we'll look at it hopefully it can get better and it gets adopted a bit good luck to justin timberlake and we'll be back hey, Got an energy spike. On. Launch. Ah! in the third age of mankind an age plagued by an evil empire that seeks to destroy humanity it is our last, best hope for peace. It is Babylon 5. All fighter squadron's lost. out of Return fire. Well, freeze
1: free Watch Babylon 5.
0: You can watch Babylon 5 and experience the greatest show in television history. See the entire series completely free by going to thewb.com slash shows slash Babylon 5.
1: software
0: of the week. Here it is, software of the week. That was the amazing Tristan Parrich, who we're going to talk about more uh, later on in the show. Uh, that music, it's part, that's actually one bit music, not eight bit music like you'd hear on the old Nintendo when you'd be you know, playing Mega Man, at least I hope you were, and You know you had those great themes with lots of notes that's actually one bit symphony and he literally replicates uh instruments through that it's amazing we'll talk more about that uh, later in the show and but let's get to the software of the week and what is this we're going to talk about software simple as that uh things that i find useful and this what i'm about to talk about i find to be exceptionally useful um it is amazing um i might on the tumblr site uh, originally I, I mentioned how I was using Fedora and I actually have not set up Fedora yet, but what I am using to do this is PortableApps.com, and PortableApps.com is just an amazing, uh, a little software suite and it, you can put it on anything. Again, it's portable. That's in the name and it's carrying portable apps. Applications with you wherever you go, and they have so many popular applications. Uh, they they have Firefox, they have Google Chrome, uh, they have Audacity, which is what this show is being uh, made with. Uh, they ha- and and it's being recorded right now on my portable apps drive as we speak. It's a little SD card. It's actually a micro SD card. Okay, which is smaller than most people's nails. Um, it's on a micro SD card uh, in an SD card adapter. So again, this can go on anything. Um, it has LibreOffice. It has open office. Uh, it has Skype. I actually, when I do any kind of Skype chatting, I do it through portable. I do it through my uh, portable apps, software suite, and this isn't in the cloud. Okay. This is installed physically and it goes anywhere. And the beautiful thing, now it natively works in windows, but through wine, which is a windows emulator for other operating systems like Linux or Mac OS or, you know, OS X, um, it works right out of the gate with wine. It works beautifully. Uh, so this is, this is really an, an entire, you know, computer, this is almost, it's an OS within an OS. It's like a parasitic OS and, and it's great. It works really well. Um, they're up to, I want to say, yeah, they're up to version 11. So they've been making this for a while. I've been using it for years. Um, and, I mean, you can even do fun little things, like you can make your wallpaper change when you when you start up uh, portable apps. Um, there's no way to really get it to auto start. I will put that out there right now. Uh, but that's a good thing because if a lot of people, if you remember using XP there were a lot of viruses that got transferred really, really nasty malware, uh, through the fact that through auto start, um, which means that as soon as you put something in, it just, you know, just went and did it. Uh, and that was obviously very problematic uh, because you didn't know what you were, you know, what you were putting in at times, uh, which that can be, you know, that's, that's scary on a human level. You don't know what you're putting in there and it's scary on a computer level. Uh, so just a great thing. You can go to portable apps.com. You can look at, I mean, and there's games, the best games, uh, you know, Warzone 2100. If you're into RTSs, um, there's, uh, Armageddon, which is, well, the last four letters say it, it's Tron, it's light cycles, and you can take this with you anywhere. And Armageddon Tron in particular actually can be played on any platform out there. Uh, So it's all this cross-platform stuff. And on Sovereign Tech, we love cross-platform. So more coming up is Sovereign Tech. What does freedom mean? Tune in to LRN.FM to find out. LRN.FM is the Liberty Radio Network, a collection of live talk radio and podcasts, all coming from a principled pro-Liberty perspective. LRN.FM show hosts aren't left, right, or conspiracy kooks. You can tune in 24-7 to LRN.FM via your phone, computer, satellite, and more. Listen free anytime at LRN.FM. That's LRN.FM.
1: Brian! Stop
0: playing those video games! Uh, 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 just a minute, Mom. Game Talk. Game Talk maybe my favorite section of the show um we still have a couple more to go so you know just hold tight but um uh, yeah game talk this is where we do that we talk about games um this is something i mean you can say well how does this set us free well you know i escapism is kind of a funny thing but i think now and then it it's it's something to get into uh you know, in fact, even I remember Doug Casey was talking about reading science fiction and Doug Casey is, is kind of a big deal in the anarchist movement. Um, and he, he does things like Casey research, uh, really, really prominent economist, great author. And he was talking about how, you know, when you're in and he's he's an investor in and in a spec or as he likes to call it, a speculator. And he said that, you know, when you when you speculate you know, the way to get the edge is to look at futurists and futurists are science fiction writers. Okay. That way, you know, what's coming up next. And it's true. So many things that were in science fiction, 50, 60, 70 years ago and sooner, um, you know, come, come from science fiction stories, or at least were, were inspired by such or inspired by star Trek or something like that. Now the same can go for video games. You know, I mean, all these ideas, the way things get interactive, uh, and all of that, uh, you know, could come from, Uh, you know, it could come from video games. I think of like touch interfaces, touch interfaces was, came from the idea of the, it was just a further logical extension of the mouse, but it came from first person shooters in where you would walk up to the button and you, I mean, you can't press the button on the screen. You know, you physically can't. So you'd have to press E or you'd left click the mouse or something and it would press it. But that was the inspiration for literal touch screen. It's like, Hey, you know, wait a minute. That works. We can just do that. Okay. So, so there's something to be learned if you're into investing or if you just, you know, yeah, I kind of want to keep up with the trends and I want to know what's happening next, which is another big thing that Sovereign Tech, you know, wants to bring to you. Uh, um, you know, video games can do that too. And so let's talk about a great, great video game. Now, this is something that is, to, this game is totally free. Okay, we'll talk about paid games now and again. That's, that's no problem. We'll talk about some big ones. Um, but this game happens to be completely free and it's, Uh, a sequel to a series that was really, really popular in the nineties and actually maybe making a comeback, which we will be talking about in future game talks. Um, And the game is wing commander saga uh, with particularly called the darkest dawn. Okay. This is going to, this has multiple parts, but it's wing commander saga, the darkest dawn. And this is a homebrew which means that it was, you know, homemade. This wasn't made by some big develop, you know, some big developer. So it was made by EA or, uh, origin origin got bought out by EA, but origin was the original maker, uh, of the wing commander games. And of course, Christopher Roberts, the great Christopher Roberts, um, didn't have anything to do with this one, but this was made by fans. This is made by wing commander fans who they wanted. They wanted their game, you know, when wing commander seven, uh, when they canceled that and said, yeah, this isn't going to happen. And when Christopher Roberts went into, you know, some deep dark hole for a while and came back out, uh, like the Messiah, which kudos to him, um, you know, there, there were, there was something missing and, you know, here is wing commander saga, uh, you know, the darkest Dawn, and it's built around the free space engine. Okay. Which is very similar to wing commander in, in scope, Uh, you know, which wing commander was, you know, you hopped in, it was kind of a, kind of a knockoff of Star Wars to some degree, but uh, really I think it was a lot better than Star Wars ever dreamed of being. Um, And even had Mark Hamill in it, uh, you know, which Star Wars dumped Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Um, And, just a great storyline, you know. There's this huge galactic conflict between the Terrans, i.e., humans, uh, the Terran Confederation, and the Kilrathi. Uh, it led into other things later on, but anyway, this game continues that story, continues that saga. That's why it's called Wing Commander Saga, and totally free. You can go to wcsaga.com to download it. Um, and I mean, they went all out. The graphics look a little dated, again, they're based on the Free Space engine, but they look great. They work. You feel like you're playing Wing Commander again. And that's what this is about. You know, it's it's what they call a labor of love. Uh, and it definitely is, and it plays like one. Um, they already have patches out. You can even, they even did original music. All new music sounds just like the Wing Commander you remember. Uh, they had a great team of composers, uh, Jeff Ball, Tim Jansons, uh, Edward Bradshaw, Glenn Brown peter Dmitriev, jeff broadbent i mean they, they just got tons of great people to put together a really really epic score to go along with an epic game um and you know i mean you, you don't you don't get the full motion video stuff and all that unfortunately but the story is still great uh hopefully they're going to do more christopher roberts recently announced of course that he's doing squadron 42 or star citizen uh which is you know everybody's just dying to play that. Obviously that won't be out till 2014. So, but if you need something to hold you over, uh, this is the game. I mean, and, and because they they can just keep updating this. They already built, they built their engine. Now they built it on the free space engine, but now they have all their 3d models in there and everything. And so they can just keep going and they can write great stories and, and fans always write better stories. I mean, Christopher Roberts is an amazing storyteller. He's one of the greatest of all time, but fans always write great stories for the universes that they love because they love them. That's the thing. They're not doing it for the pay. They're doing it out of love. These guys aren't doing it for the pay. Not that there's anything wrong with doing things for pay, but you know, they're just doing it out of passion. Um, you know, out of the desire to want to play more, uh, they want more wing commander and I'll tell you, I want more wing commander. I mean, I can't even begin to say how influential that was to me growing up. Uh, because I mean, they were like, they were really heroic stories and here you are, you know, you get to hop in your starfighter and you go and you do, you know, and you do your thing and you take on Kilrathi. Not that I'm so much into violent things, but the beauty of wing commander too, was that there was a lot of exploration involved and that's all here. All of this is here. There's other games out there right now, you know, that you could buy, um, Evacron Mercenary comes to mind. That is very much a wing commander kind of, kind of clone, which is a good thing sometimes being a clone is cool. Um, and that's one where you get to be a little more, you get to do more of a market, uh, like you get to be a smuggler or a trader, a free trader of some kind. Um, so yeah, wing commander, the dark wing commander saga, the darkest dawn, uh, really, really exciting. You can look up, I mean the, the, the system requirements are very, very minimal. Uh, you can see them all on the website, uh, and they have everything up there. I mean, they, they treated, they really, they treated this uh, again, the gameplay is solid, the handling is solid, all that stuff's good, but they treated it just like it was a major release. They, they made all the wallpapers, you know, uh, I even had a, a wallpaper of, um, of a longbow fighter on my, uh, on my background for a while on my big laptop. And you know, they, again, they, they release the music for free. I mean, they're not They're not making a dime off this. If you want to donate to them, there, there's, there's a, a contact us link on the webpage, you know, contact them and say, wow, man, you know, here, here's 10 bucks, you know, go, go get a couple, couple cups of coffee or something. That is awesome. You did great work. You made my day, you made my year, you made whatever. Um, and this is, you know, and, and not to get, I won't, we'll talk about this more in, in future shows. But one thing is that this is where PC gaming is still the King. I mean, it's the King anyway, but it's still the King really in this place where modifications. Okay. Where you can, I mean, this even has, this, this has a level editor. Now this has a map editor. Now, you know, I mean the original wing commanders, you couldn't do that. it's incredible you know, so, so they, they turned it into, you know, just, just this huge thing, uh, that that's totally modifiable. And again, you can't do that on the consoles. You just can't. And this is free you, you, it's, I mean, I don't know if there's free quality games, like, and I mean quality as in like full story, uh, that exist on the consoles, but here it is. Uh, it's just, it's, it's amazing. Check it out. Wing Commander Saga, The Darkest Dawn, WCSaga.com.
1: Are you searching for a mouth-watering, all-natural, sweet and sticky treat? What if I told you it was also made by a chef who believes in freedom, just like you? You're not dreaming. This is real. Head over to Mandrick.com. That's M-A-N-D-R-I-K dot com. There you'll find George's Famous Baklava in classic and dark chocolate flavors. Mm. To those with special health needs, George's Famous Baklava also has a treat for you. Golden, delicious, low-carb, gluten-free almond cookies. Order with PayPal or Bitcoins. In just a few days, your sweet treats will await you right at your doorstep. One more time, that's M-A-N-D-R-I-K dot for George's Famous Baklava hacker
0: stories and that's right it's time for hacker stories uh this is the section where you know i talk about various things in hacker culture or i talk about hacker history or hacker news that's going on today um which there's plenty of that with groups like anonymous of course they they've kind of fallen by the wayside uh this year but uh yeah you know we'll just we'll go over all these things and and something i want to get out of the way with this show is in my opinion hackers are good guys they're the good guys uh be it if they're gray hat black hat white hat um you know you name it i i think i think they're good guys uh in fact a a really interesting topic to have is that a black hat hacker which those are supposedly the malicious evil guys um, a black hat hacker, you know, if they make changes to open, source open source soft, or if they make changes to a company's software and the, and that company's running open source software, did the hacker do anything wrong? Did they break property rights? Did they, you know, did they break private property rights that are, that are so important to, uh, to a lot of anarchist circles? It's a good question. I don't have an answer just yet, but maybe we can talk about that more another time. Um, Anyway, so my point is, you know, with it, with doing this is I want to, uh, you know, I want to bring light to this stuff. I don't see enough of it out there. There's some great podcasts about hackers, uh, but I think it'd be good to just, just put this in, uh, every week, you know, and, and Sovereign Tech is a weekly show. So we have that opportunity. Um, this week I just want to read kind of the, the, the centerpiece of hacker culture, which is the hacker manifesto, um, this was written in, uh, in 1986, um, by the mentor, uh, actually his name was, uh, Lloyd Blankenship, but, uh, he is commonly known as the mentor and I just, it, it's really great stuff. I don't agree 100% with everything that's, you know, that, that's, that's said in this, uh, but it, again, it is the centerpiece it's talked about. They, they put it in, in hackers, the movie. Uh, and like in that movie, he's even, he's reading it from an issue of 2600, which of course I subscribe to. And I recommend everybody subscribe to 2600. I even have a hat. Um, so here we go. This is by the mentor, uh, the conscience of a hacker or the hacker manifesto. Another one caught today. It's all over the papers. Quote unquote teenager arrested in computer crime scandal. Quote unquote hacker arrested after bank tampering. Damn kids, they're all alike. But did you, in your three piece psychology and nineteen fifties Techno Brain, ever take a look behind the eyes of the hacker? Did you ever wonder what made him tick? What forces shaped him? What may have molded him? I am a hacker. Enter my world. Mine is a world that begins with school. I'm smarter than most of the other kids. This crap they teach us bores me. Damn underachiever. They're all alike. I'm in junior high or high school. I've listened to teachers explain for the 15th time how to reduce a fraction. I understand it. Quote, unquote, no, Miss Smith. I didn't show my work. I did it in my head. Damn kid. Probably copied it. They're all alike. I made a discovery today. I found a computer. Wait a second. This is cool. It does what I want it to. If it makes a mistake it's because I screwed it up, not because it doesn't like me, or feels threatened by me, or thinks I'm a smart ass, or doesn't like teaching, and shouldn't be here. Damn kid. All he does is play games. They're all alike. And then it happened. A door opened to a world, rushing through the phone like heroin through an addict's veins, an electronic pulse is sent out, a refuge from the day to day incompetencies is sought, a board is found. Quote unquote, this is it this is where i belong i know everyone here even if i've never met them never talked to them may never hear from them again i know you all damn kid tying up the phone line again they're all alike you bet your ass we're all alike we've been spoon-fed baby food at school when we were hungered for a steak the bits of meat that you did let slip through were pre-chewed and tasteless We've been dominated by sadists or ignored by the apathetic. The few that had something to teach us found us willing pupils, but those are few, or like drops of water in the desert. This is our world now. The world of the electron and the switch, the beauty of the baud. We make use of a service already existing without paying for what could be dirt cheap if it wasn't run by profiteering gluttons, and you call us criminals. We explore, and you call us criminals. We seek after knowledge, and you call us criminals. We exist without skin color, without nationality, without religious bias, and you call us criminals. You build atomic bombs, you wage wars, you murder, cheat, and lie to us, and try to make us believe it's for our own good, yet we're the criminals. Yes, I am a criminal. My crime is that of curiosity. My crime is that of judging people by what they say and think, not what they look like. My crime is that of outsmarting you, something that you will never forgive me for. I am a hacker, and this is my manifesto. You may stop this individual, but you can't stop us all. After all, we're all alike. The Mentor Amazing stuff, an amazing piece. Whether you agree with it 100%, those are such powerful words, and they're words that apply to everything, not just hackers. They apply... To, to they definitely apply to anarchism the idea that there's there's these imaginary lines that make up countries and states and they're a joke and this puts that out there and that's what the hacker is all about the hacker is all about really understanding the world at its base level down to its ones and zeros of course the natural world doesn't have ones and zeros i understand that but that's the same mentality your modern day hackers are no different from copernicus from Carl Sagan, from Da Vinci, from Newton, from Jefferson, go down the list of the great minds. That's all they are. They're trying to figure out the world for what it really is. And the world is so different today. Now the world's not so different in that people are different. I think people have been the same for thousands of years. I don't think they've changed, but technology has opened up the the truth. Okay. Technology will set you free. Again, that's what this show is all about. It's about things like this. It's about the fact that we can be free technology showing us the way it's giving us the ability, the absolute ability to do it. Um, I mean, you can look that up online. You can read it to your, you know, you can read it again. Um, I'll post a link on the Tumblr page, uh, to, to the exact from frack.org who, who keeps the original copy, uh, online at all times. um, It's, it's an amazing piece. And so again, that's the hacker mentality. Those are the good guys. Uh, outside of maybe like the idea of profiteering gluttons, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not such a big fan of that. Um, I might've changed it to lawmaking gluttons. Um, but other than that, I think it's pretty spot on, you know, and, and so many of us can relate to just, you know, when we knew something since we were, you know, kids, we, we knew something was right. So many kids who were brought up in churches at, at 10 years old, 10, 12 years old, they realized, no, I'm an atheist. I know this is crap that, that they're pushing down my throat. Um, you know, it, it's, that's the same thing. So we can all relate to that sort of thing. Uh, try to get some understanding of, of hackers, who and what they are. They are not these people trying to destroy the world. They really are by and large, the people trying to set it free. um, And, you know, if you don't believe it, I mean, hackers are hired by governments. They're hired by top, top companies. You know, your big Forbes 500, you know, the whole thing, uh, because they want to make sure that they don't get attacked and that's fine. That's good. Good. This curiosity is making, you know, is making money. Uh, you know, hackers are making money out of their curiosity now. And that's great. Okay. As long as they're not holding anybody else down, obviously, uh, Just to, you know, again, go ahead. I'll post the link and you can read it. Uh, We've got more coming up.
1: Oh, yeah. This is Stephanie Murphy, Sovereign Tech producer. You may know me from this show, but did you know that I have my own podcast? It's called Pork Therapy. Pork Therapy is a bit different from other shows. We cover current events, big ideas, and even relationship issues, all through the lens of how we can get more freedom in our lives. Oh, and you'll love Sex and Science Hour. Join me on my website, porktherapy.com. That's P-O-R-C-therapy.com. Now back to Sovereign Tech. what? You doing? I can't believe I caught you again. You know, Jesus doesn't approve of this little habit of yours. I know, baby, I know it's wrong, but it feels so right. Well, it ain't.
0: But I've been doing it since I was 12 years old.
1: (sighs) It's nothing but a sinful perversion of nature, if you ask me.
0: But, baby, I don't ever want to stop looking at tech websites, new gadgets, video games, software, or any of that stuff.
1: Well, then i'm leaving
0: okay bye pick of the week, of the week. <laughs> you, I, I love that introduction um uh, stephanie murphy the producer of the show she actually also you know as you uh, as you may have heard she has her own show pork therapy um that's at porktherapy.com p-o-r-c therapy.com. Uh, she also, uh, hosts on Sunday nights for free talk live and an amazing show. Um, but she actually, she, she made, she helped make all of these, uh, all these intros for the show. And I just, I think they're fantastic and they're hilarious and they work. Um, and each one of them, uh, definitely appeals to like the, you'll, you hear there's a lot of, um, a lot of kind of, kind of like, like wild sci-fi music here and there. Uh, you know, that was my choice, um, but, but she, I mean, she just put it all together and then it's incredible work. Can't thank her enough. Um, so this is pick of the week where, you know, I'm free to talk about anything. Uh, you're welcome to email the show at sovereigntech@hush.ai at hush.ai Or contact me through the Tumblr page, SovereignTech.tumblr.com. And you could, you know, recommend a pick of the week, something I might not know about. But this is where I get to talk about anything. I could talk about a, you know, a music album, uh, a movie. I could talk about, uh, you know, some new gadget, uh, which probably would be a lot of the times. But I'm, you know, I'm open to it being anything, anything really that tickles my fancy. Um, And this week we've got something really cool, really unique. There's, there's nothing out there else quite like it. Uh, and I mentioned earlier, uh, I, I believe it's the music for website of the, uh, or uh, of software of the week. It's for software of the week. And that is actually a song by this, by this gentleman, Tristan, Tristan Parich. Uh, I've actually met Tristan Parich. Fantastic guy. um, and he, he creates one bit music. He literally creates, he writes it in on a chip. He replicates the, uh, the notation. I, I'm not sure exactly what words to use of, you know, of an oboe of a cello of, you know, whatever instrument he needs and he creates a symphony in one bit. Okay. Now that alone is impressive. But let me tell you how you actually get this music. Now you can go to to Uh, and there will be a link, of course, on the Tumblr page to find that. But you can go to tristan tristanperich.com. That's P-E-R-I-C-H, and you can download some of his samples, okay, of his music. But the real way to get it is you have to buy. It looks like a CD case, okay. You're actually you're hearing the, me pulling mine out of the bubble wrap right there. Uh, I bought this a little while ago. Um, I didn't get him to sign it yet, unfortunately, but you pull out a CD case. Now the CD case looks like it has some wires, some chips. It looks like there's a little speaker and a switch, uh, a couple switches and like a little dial. This is all inside the CD case. Um, maybe I'll, I'll I'll link a picture onto Tumblr page two of it. And, and also there's a headphone jack and you got it. You actually play the music off the CD case, the chip that plays the one bit, this is called one bit symphony by Tristan Parrish. Um, you actually play the music right off it. You hook up speakers or your headphones or whatever. There's a little dial for the volume. There's a button to change the track. And I, th- I think there's six tracks on here and there's a, there's a battery that you can change. You know, how long does this last? Well, he made sure you can change the battery. So this lasts you forever, you know, up until some EMP goes off. Yeah, right. Uh, and you know, there's, just, and just an on switch. I mean, it's basic. It's so basic. Uh, but it's, it's beautiful. It comes with a nice little booklet with the schematics. Um, it, it, again, nothing else like it in the world. Uh, certainly you never expected to go to a store, buy a CD. I mean, not that you do that now anyway, but if you did go and buy a CD and actually play the music off the case of the CD it's amazing i mean the guy i mean that's genius in itself to, to do one bit music like i said earlier i already said this but to do one bit music is is incredible and and, and you've got to hear it well you you can hear it when you listen to the show every week you'll hear a part of Christian's uh work um and i mean it's that good that i felt like it needed to be showcased but if you really listen to it if you pick one of these one of these things up uh you'll be in awe at the diversity of instruments that you can really tell are there it's, it's really something. And, you know, he programs these, I don't know how many he's made. I, I'm pretty sure you can still buy some of them. He actually had two albums. One of them is one bit music and you can look at that at one bit com. Uh, that's the number one, then bit com and, uh, and look into it and, and it, it's just, it's great stuff. It's so much fun. I'm sure somebody else has it up on YouTube too. If you wanted to, you know, if you wanted to listen to every track that he's ever done. Um, he was featured in the movie reformat the planet, which was a great, great little, uh, uh subculture piece about chip tunes. Um, chip tunes are also played actually a, a buddy of mine, bit shifter, uh, does, does one of the intros, uh, it does the music for one of the intros to the show, um, which is called hexadecimal genome off of, uh, off of his album information chase. Also great stuff. Anyway. But, but Tristan, I mean, he went all the way back. You know, these guys are going back to, you know, they're playing music on their Game Boys or whatever. Nah, no, he says, yeah, I'll go right back to the chip and do one bit. I mean, that, I just, I think it's so cool. I, I think it's awesome and just an amazing talent. Um. So, yeah, check it out at tristanperich.com, P-E-R-I-C-H. And you can listen to some samples there. Uh, you can also find links to to you know buy some of his stuff, um, and I and I can't recommend it enough. Um, I think I paid, I want to say I paid maybe twenty five bucks for this, but but for what it is, I mean for the one of a kind handmade piece of music and art. You know I can't just say it's a piece of musical art. It's music and art. It's an art form in what it is, uh, you know, and, and just in its physical existence. And the music, uh, you know, is a whole other ball game. That that's beautiful too. Um, I mean, it's not something you'd listen to while you're driving on road with, you know, like a couple of 10 inch subs in the back of your car, but it's great music it, it, and it's, it's quite an achievement. Uh, so that is my pick of the week. And again, you can submit yours in the future to sovereign tech at hush.ai and at the Tumblr page, sovereigntech.tumblr.com. Um, so this is the first show we've gone through all the segments. Again, like I said, this is kind of a structured show, um, you know, you've heard some ads through the show. Don't hesitate to check out everything the ads we talking about. Um, I'm particularly proud and someone, someone's going to laugh at this, but I'm particularly proud of the Babylon five ad. I made that myself and, uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to hold myself back from talking about Babylon five right now. But, uh, but just do what the ad says. I mean, it, it's there, there's a reason I put it in there because it, it's, it's really something um but yeah this is my first show uh i hope you know you enjoy it the they are only going to get better i'm only going to get better i'm brian sovereign of course i've been your host this whole time uh we will be having guests on in the future i already have two lined up uh we will be getting some uh some pretty big names too and uh you know again you know, be patient with me. I'm figuring you know, actually during the, I mean, full disclosure here, we love open source. So let's be open. Um, I noticed, I said whatever a lot during the show and I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on not saying whatever so much, but, uh, you know, and if you have ideas, if there's, like I said, if there's things you want to talk about or you want me to talk about, um, you know, send me an email at sovereign tech at and, you know, I, I plan on doing a lot of bonus shows, some other things, um, not even things that aren't Sovereign Tech related. But uh, you can find us also on SoundCloud, Sovereign Media on SoundCloud. This has been Brian Sovereign, uh, the man always in triple black. That's right. If you see a guy in a white shirt and they say that's Brian Sovereign, that's not me. So I'll see you next time. This has been Sovereign Tech.
1: This has been Sovereign Tech. Visit us at SovereignTech.tumblr.com. That's S-O-V-R-Y-N Tech dot There you can connect with us, see more of what you've heard on today's show, and catch our podcast feed. Sovereign Tech is open source. We encourage you to share. Later, nerds.